In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Welcome. Hi. We always do that, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Look, just for those of you who have uh, come across this podcast for the first time, we have a large collection of DVDs that consist partly of films that I have never actually seen that I've purchased on the off chance that I might get around to seeing. And so they're currently sitting on the shelf, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps. And the purpose of this podcast is to whittle down that big long list of DVDs that take up that status. Mm. And we'll watch them and make a decision as to whether they stay on the shelf. And tonight we're going to be watching yet another World War Two film. Yep. For some reason, there is a unusually large percentage of the unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps films that are set during the World War Two era. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that says about my buying habits or my fear of watching said films, but uh, tonight's is one of those. What are we watching tonight? We're watching the film The Book Thief. Which I have not seen, hence it is on the podcast. However, Mm -hmm. this is the first film that we have come across that that is not the case for you. No, no, I watched it in dribs and drabs over the course of uh, English in high school. Right, so you're going to watch it from start to finish for the first time. Yes. Well, I expect you to dig out your high school notes so that you know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask this knowing full well what the answer is going to be because in English, no one seems to read books anymore. They just watch the film. Whereas it was the other way around. We had to read the book and if we were lucky, we would see the film. Did you have to read the book? No. Of course not. <laughs> Excellent. So I have not read the book either, uh, and I'm assuming that you haven't since read no, the book? No, I have not. Okay. But it is read, uh, based on a book. Perhaps the blurb mentions that. I don't know. But Thomas, would you read the blurb off the back of, and this is a Blu-ray, mm-hmm. one of the few Blu-rays on the shelf? It's it's like a DVD case, but shorter. And blue. Yes. A story of a girl who transforms the lives of those around her during World War II Germany. When her mother can no longer care for her, Liesel is adopted by a German couple. Although she arrives illiterate, Liesel is encouraged to learn to read by her adoptive father. When the couple then takes in Max, a Jew, hiding from Hitler's army, Liesel befriends him. Ultimately, Words and imagination provide the friends with an escape from the events unfolding around them. And then it gets self-congratulatory. Okay, so we'll avoid the self-congratulatory. All right, contains uh, stars who have earned Academy Awards. Yes. 
has it been or nominated? Been nominated for said Academy Awards in this Don't film? No, uh, no, for other reasons. Yep. All right then. So that's what we're watching tonight, the Book Thief. It is yet another of that stack of films that I got in a uh, yes, a two for twenty dollar bargain at JB, and I probably did it whilst there was a twenty percent off DVDs and Blu-rays at the same time. Mm. Would you uh, do the honours then and mm-hmm. uh, make sh- make it no longer under wraps? And once he's done that, he's going to wander over to the Blu-ray player and pop it into the machine, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we mentioned that you have seen that before in dribs and drabs. Was it better watching it all at once? I feel like any viewing of a film all the way through would be better than one in an English class. That's a, true. A, about half an hour at a time. Isn't it strange? Because with books, you know, you read like a chapter and then you leave it. And then you read another chapter, and you leave it. But it's not the same with no, a movie, it, is it? It's a fundamental design difference. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was a good film. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was a good film. I think it hit enough points that it was trying to, to hit, mm. and did so in a well-put-together manner. Mm. It could have been really overdone, and it started. it headed in that direction a Mm -hmm. a few times but I don't know what the word I almost said honourable it was an honourable film but that's not quite the word I was looking for it I don't think you actually mentioned the classification board classification okay so the advisory so in Australia it is rated PG which is parental guidance uh, for mild themes and violence so ostensibly aimed at an audience early teens, Mm. mature, Mm. um, because it touched on a lot of the themes that a lot more mature movies that we've sat down and watched Mm. on the couch here um, before, and did so in a manner that respected the age of the audience. Mm. I suspect that the book itself is aimed at possibly the early teen... I don't know, but that sounds 
right? Don't know. Don't know. Okay, so let's just get this aside and... This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. People died. Yep. People who... And it was quite quite ruthless in mm. picking off... And, and major spoiler alert, the narrator was deaf. Yes. Uh, so right from the start, you knew. And I think that was done brilliantly. Mm. Because you were under no false illusion that people were going to die. People were going to die in this. If mm. it's being narrated by death and he makes uh, allusions to the... Uh, allusions? Allusions. 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 A, with an A. With an A as opposed to an I. Allusions to the fact that uh, people will die. Mm. So um, we we were prepped for that. But I don't think I was quite prepared for this little girl to... We do apologise for the cat destroying the room. This week in cat noises. All of them. All of them. All of the cat noises... Yes, the poor girl mm-hmm. just had so many people taken away from her, in- including two fathers and two mm-hmm. mothers. Yep. And uh, for a while, they're two brothers. Yes. And a love interest, mm-hmm. because I think by the the that stage they yes they did love each other. So in that case, it was brutal. Yes. <laughs> It was brutal to uh, young Liesel. But I think it was honest also in the whole theme of how pointless and the whole war theme again being demonstrated. You would think with all these films demonstrating how pointless and destructive war is and Mm. how it achieves nothing ultimately other than wiping out large amounts of innocent people... You'd think with that many films being made that uh, people would sort of wise up. Mm. But, but nah. nah. So brutal, but also well done and sympathetic and done in a manner that I wasn't overwhelmed as much as, say, last week's mm. fury. I was, I was minorly distraught as opposed to the cat being majorly distraught at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thoughts? I want to talk about a moment that stood out to me as a, a real moment of juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Um, it was front half of the film, the Crystal Knight scene, or Crystal Knight scene, mm-hmm. Uh, which was the quite violent removal of a large portion of the Jewish population of Germany from their stores and homes. Yep. And during that scene, underlying that as, as the score, we have a choir of German children singing for the tune... Quite a, a jubilant, happy song. Yes. With hateful nationalist lyrics. It was just a bizarre clash of... Yes. <laughs> and frightening. Terribly, terribly frightening. In, in that mm. moment, you could see how the whole nationalist thing just gets completely overwhelming mm. and overpowering and controlling 
off, yes. off the people. So, so uh, while I was doing my research, as I do, mm-hmm. um, I had a look at the Wikipedia article for the book. There's a few differences there, as you'd expect. Um, yep. One of them is that there are multiple book burnings throughout the book that Liesl takes books from right. instead of just the one and then taking and then from, taking the library. from the library. Right. I don't really have anything much to say about that. I just thought it was interesting. That makes sense uh, in, in both ways. In, in the book, they could get away with that. In fact, I think that was possibly one of the weaknesses in that the name of the film is The Book Thief, and I don't think that was happening enough. I may have not been concentrating enough on the risks that she was taking, mm. but it was incredibly risky. And what you say about the book, uh, mm. you know, the risks there, and I suspect that it would have been become increasingly risky for her to do that. I didn't quite feel that build up, and so there was a, a disconnect with the name of the film that, that suggests a powerful act um, mm. compared to to something that that didn't seem to happen often enough in the film to to justify mm. it. Getting back to the death being the narrator, mm. I can't remember exactly the the final words that he said, but basically how humans haunt him. Mm. And that was brilliant. Mm. I thought that was incredible. A film that... And I'm probably... Uh, do you have anything else you wish to add? Uh, no. no. Okay. Um, so that that is a keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I could certainly watch it again and be moved by it again and see it as being handled... Not delicately enough. Uh, Again, not the right words. I'm not picking Mm. my terminology well, but accessible to a younger audience. um, Some very, very important themes, um, some Mm. of which we have touched on. Uh, And, yeah, I I think it's worthy of staying on the shelf, definitely. Mm. And you obviously had no qualms about watching it again. I don't know whether that was because of the fact that he'd watched it in little sporadic bursts the first time around. But, uh, yeah. What am I doing shrugging on on this? Yes, this (laughs) non-visual media. Yeah. I feel of two minds as far as whether it's something that we need to share with our children. Um, Mm. Because, and it gets back to the fact that, look, do we learn, even with all of these films having been made, showing atrocities, do we learn? And and we don't. No. So I guess the jury's out as far as whether it's a help or a hindrance to uh, expose the atrocities of the past to the future leaders of the world. Because I don't know whether it works or not. Wow, that got deep. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any answers. If any of you have any answers, dear listeners, please share your opinions. We'd love to hear you. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. The link is in the show notes where you can certainly share your comments and thoughts on whether exposing uh, children to the atrocities of war 
uh, and the atrocities of fanaticism and unbridled nationalism, I mm. guess. Oh, that was something. The breakout of war and the children celebrating the breakout of war as they mm. ran through the streets. Yeah. And then within a very short period of time after that, the question of, you know, why did you go in there to steal books? Did you check whether there was any food? Mm. Uh, already they're, they're suffering the, uh, the effects of uh, rationing due to the war. And, and then the Americans arrive and they celebrate the, that. Yep, yep. It, it was very condensed, I feel. Um, mm. And in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm glad of that. Um, and that possibly made it uh, a little less um, wrenching that it that it was condensed. It was still a fairly long film, but it was paced quite well. I don't know if we've seen a quote-unquote non-unique perspective of the war so far in our viewings. Um, we, we did. Now, what was it that I said that... I hadn't seen it from this angle. Because now we've seen the war from the Japanese perspective, Grave of the Grave Fireflies. Of Fireflies. And, and, and that was unique at that time for me. Yes. So from here on in, uh, you, you're saying... And, and we've seen the American perspective, a, a, a rather skewed American perspective. Yeah. We've sort of seen the German army perspective... Yep. In the boy in the striped pyjamas. Yep. We've seen the concentration camp perspective. A number of different angles. And look, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's still on the shelf? Yeah, probably uh, more films about the war. Look, um, it's going to be interesting what rolls up tonight. But before that, before we find that on, shall we move on? And find out if something else happens to be on, on the, the shelf. shelf. What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. There are 16 items on the sheet, assuming that we haven't missed anything. I don't think we've missed anything. I haven't seen any contributions thrown at the uh, page. So we're going to go with the 16 Mm -hmm. and roll the random number generator. And what do we get? We have number three. Uh, Helen suggests Groundhog Day. Hang on, Groundhog Day. Hadn't she already suggested that? Oh, I don't know. Hang on, Groundhog Day. Hadn't she already suggested that? Oh, I don't know. Hang on, Groundhog Day. Hadn't she already suggested that? Oh, I don't know. Hang on, Groundhog Day. Hadn't she already suggested that? No. Right, (laughs) Groundhog Day. All right, Thomas, have you seen Groundhog Day? Yes. I have indeed seen Groundhog Day too, um, as well. <laughs> <laughs> On numerous occasions, in fact, it's probably been one of the most watched on the shelf because it is on the shelf. It is. It's definitely on the shelf. Mm. However, only on DVD. Mm. We do not have the Blu-ray edition of Groundhog Day, because... It's fine. It's fine, yes. I confess that it takes something really, really special, and I'm not saying Groundhog Day isn't special, but 
something that demands the finest of visuals and the finest of audio before going for the Blu-ray. Mm. Unless there's like a couple of dollars difference and I'm buying something new. That, that's probably 70 to 80% of the time from here on in a new release. I will probably, because they tend to be sold very close in price, I'll, I'll usually mm. go for the Blu-ray. Future-proofing. Yeah, but as far as replacing films, it doesn't happen a lot. Mm. So no point for Blu-ray. So you've got one point for Thomas, one point for me, one point for it being on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, it was a safe bet. It was. Very safe bet. So I'm sorry, Helen, you're not getting any multiplier, but that's a fine three points there for you. Which is equal first. Equal first. So, well done, Helen. If you're wanting to take a punt, and uh, as I mentioned just then, multipliers, if someone goes out on a limb and, and scores really well on a film that we consider to be highly unlikely that anyone would guess, then... You, you get that bonus multiplier. So send in your guesses. Have a look on the Facebook page. You should be able to tell from there on the pinned top of the, the page uh, yep. which ones have already been guessed and take a chance and go for that non-prize that, that's coming up. Yeah. Go for all those arbitrary points. Yes. So moving right along, we are going to go to our final segment now. Shake the phone and pick a film And then we'll watch the film next week He was prepared for it this time Alrighty, so again, I'm going to give it the initial shake Dunno why It's it's going to be random either way Okay, there just, you go Just probably not the film that's already on the screen It looks like a musical and it's called Newsies. Newsies! From oh, 1992. Goodness for that. It's not a war film. No. It is doesn't not look like a one war though. film. Okay. Now this one I actually had to order from, from some obscure place. I don't think it's an Australian copy. Uh, looks like it's... I don't know, actually. If it's got no My, ratings on the It doesn't have a rating all, on it, so probably So it's US. probably the US. And it is a US film. It's actually a Disney musical. Yeah, because the US ratings are self-regulated and only really matter for the cinema. Yeah. All right. So, Thomas, tell us a little bit about Newsies. The true story of a courageous group of newsboys who become unlikely heroes when they team up to fight an unscrupulous newspaper tycoon. Determined to make their dreams come true, they find the courage to challenge the powerful. And then self-congratulatory stuff. Okay. Um, Which should also mention who stars in it. Uh, that's back at the top, which I also skipped because it was sort of self-congratulatory. Okay. It stars Robert Duval and screen favourite Anne Margaret. Oh, okay. Way down the bottom of the list, it should mention a name that has become far more recognisable in more recent years. Christian Bale. Christian Bale is in it. Christian Bale is singing. 
I believe, unless they dubbed his voice. A young Christian Bale. Shrug. <laughs> so, yes, I believe it was his first major um, Hollywood film. Um, he was in a another film that you have actually watched, Mio. See, it rings a bell, doesn't it? It doesn't. Mio in the Land of Far Away, I think it's called. A, a predominantly and exceedingly forgettable film. Uh, yes, you've got the name right. I just don't remember it. No, it's quite forgettable. We'll have to watch it one night because the younger kids haven't suffered through I mean, watched it. Uh, voiced Hal in the uh, English dub of Hal's Moving Castle. Yes. And then he was Batman. <laughs> no, no, no. I am Batman. No, you're not. Christian Bale is Batman. No, or I'm, was. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. All right. So next week we are watching Newsies, a musical, a Disney musical, mm. which uh, garnered mixed reviews. But we're going to sit through it anyway and decide mm-hmm. whether it was worth ordering all the way from the United States. Mm. And until then, unless you have anything you wish to say to our dear listeners. Jelly. Jelly. <laughs> and uh, all I have left to say is aardvark. <laughs> and until next week, we'll catch you next time. Bye. hearing weird noises again it's you it is it's not the cat at all it's not the cat at all this time i'm not fixing that in post i want to go to bed all right all righty spoiler alert Mm. my oldest daughter is in the room have you seen the book thief brianna no have you read the book, Thief? I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, you're no help to us then. You can go to bed. I need to go to German. Okay. Bye-bye. Testing one, two, three. Four, five, six. No, I'm not getting anything from you. Four, because I turned it off. Four, five, six. Four, five, six, four, five, six, five, six, four, five, six, five, six. Thank you. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Hooray. <laughs>